Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In episode 23 of the NFL Vent Zone, we finally discuss Super Bowl vents. Derek Carr screwing the Raiders, the Bears' big decision, and much, much more. Get involved and get it off your chest. Let's go. Everybody and welcome into the NFL Vent Zone. Ollie Ong, Dan Yates, Chris Tebbett here, ready to help you through the trials and tribulations that come with supporting a team in the National Football League. The season's over. We weren't here last week. We're sorry about that if you missed us. I'm sure you did. But we are finally ready to talk about the Super Bowl. Now, Tebs, you unfortunately sustained an injury that meant you couldn't even watch it live. Are no. you up to no, that? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I don't know what to tell you. I watched the fourth quarter. That's it. Oh, my 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 once a year plan, my Christmas day, my birthday rolled into one. Uh, did I watch it? No, I watched the fourth quarter. Have I gone back and watched it? No, I'm not going to do that to myself. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. And there's that it would like I would need to be paid a lump sum to go back and watch three hours of football that I already know what the result is. I can barely, I can barely pay attention when I when I'm watching it live. To my aunt, to be honest, if it doesn't right. contain the if it doesn't contain the dolphins, nah, don't really care that much. However, due to the lack of um, money that entered my account the following day from Patrick Power, um, I was uh, I can see that there are some glaring issues that need to be observed, especially within the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so lots of juicy stuff coming from Tebs then. Uh, based on that, I think that there'll be lots of uh, juicy nuggets to come from him. Dan, I know we're obviously going to talk about the Super Bowl in a minute, so um, we won't talk about... Are you well? Are you good? Have you been keeping well since the Super Bowl? I'm great. Yeah, doing really well. Uh, we're back in the preseason of uh, Brit Bowl, 
So uh, that is ramping up just at the time that the young club's going away. It's all good. And you're a coach. You're a coach for who, Dan? London Blitz B. London Blitz Div B. One this year. You... We've got some big games, and, and hopefully Ted is going to come down and live stream some of them. There you go. So if you're if you're uh, in and around the London area, go support Dan uh, and uh, the London Blitz B team because uh, you just know it's going or to be. Or watch it live on Sport Tank. Or watch it live on Sport Tank. Uh, you right, you are you are listening to the NFL Vent Zone, the last the last episode we will record where we're talking about an actual game of football. So Tebs, take it away. Remind the listeners who they're listening to and what we are. Well, basically, there's there's an easy example to use here. If you put money on something you thought would be a sure thing, because it's not that difficult to comprehend, but a team out of Philadelphia just shakes it. And you can't turn around to the people you work with and be like, oh, my bet didn't come in. And they ask you, oh, what was it? Was it on Leeds versus Man United? No, it was on Philadelphia. And they're like, <clears throat> they throw up in their mouth. They throw up on your shoes. You're going to get vomit on your shoes from your co-worker if you don't use the NFL vent zone for its proper usage, which is getting NFL-related things off your chest. There we have it. We are here for you. There we you are go. here for the struggling uh, American football fans. So, without further ado, the Super Bowl was a cracker. But, Dan, you are not happy with the uh, the outcome of the MVP award. Talk me through it. Well, Mahovian MVP was, let's be frank, bullshit. He was barely the best quarterback on the field. He definitely wasn't the best player. Now, I felt a lot more strongly about this immediately after the game. And having gone back and watched it, he did play well. However, he was not the best player on his own team. So why Who was he the MVP? Who was? Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton I knew was the best player. <laughs> Who's Nick Bolton? The middle linebacker who got nine tackles and a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably then, yeah. Yeah, All he right. led the entire game in tackles, the entire game in solo tackles, and got a fumble return for a touchdown, and had the pressure that caused the fumble, and he should have been MVP. So the issue I think here, and I actually, you do make a very strong case, and Unfortunately, it's just one of those things, isn't it, where it's like the MVP award of the of the whole league. It's just it's so biased towards the um, towards the quarterback position, because if you think about right, if you're going to take Nick Bolton out of that game and replace him with the second string, uh, second string linebacker or third string, do they still have a chance of winning? They do. If you take Mahomes out of the game, uh, Henny is not winning that game. You're right. Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback on the field in that game, but and there's no way that uh, that Chad Henney is gonna uh, out duel Jalen Hurts. But but and that proves Mahomes is just simply the most valuable player on the league I, in in the game. And I understand the point. It's frustrating. No. It is frustrating. But it, it, the way that it is worded means that he is he is the most valuable player in the incorrect. He was not the most valuable player in the game. If you take him out of the game... The player that had the biggest single impact on the game was Nick Bolton. Yeah. The Eagles scored one touchdown in the second half. That's nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Nothing. <laughs> it's to do with the defence. The best player on the defence was Nick Bolton. Yeah, OK. He well, scored uh... as many touchdowns in the first half as Mahomes did. 
Look, yeah, but we've got to promote the league. Tom Brady's not here anymore, Illinois so it's got so to be. Much. It's got to be Mahomes. We need to get the. Right. He needs to get the stats up last year as well, because last year Aaron Donald should have been the MVP. This year, it should have been a defensive MVP. It hasn't been either year because the league doesn't care about defenders, and it it drives me fucking nuts. Well, it's an you know you're right, yeah. It's an interesting point, and and yeah, I do take it. I I always wanted to play the devil's advocate, so I I I did go as well. Went down that route, and I just think if you're looking at the wording of the award, most valuable player, take Mahomes out of the game, they have no chance. But then I guess you could say that about any game with any quarterback. So um, the the other than the touchdown, right? Nick Bolton is the reason that Jalen Hurts couldn't run. Because the scheme that they played sold out so heavily to stop the run. And he was used effectively as a run blitz spy on Jalen Hurts over and over and over again. And he disguised it so well that Hurts checked to QB run plays, went to where he thought the gap was. And four or five times that gap was filled with Nick Bolton. So if you take him out of that game and the backup either isn't quick enough to get there, can't tackle Jalen Hurts one-on-one, or doesn't disguise it as well, the Eagles win. So I absolutely dispute the fact that if you put his backup in, they still win the game. All right. You know what? You've convinced me. uh, I'll back you on that. Unfortunately, it is just the way quarterbacks always win these awards, but I think you make a good case. And Nick Bolton... I mean, he's not going to be too sad because he's got a he's got a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl touchdown, so uh, he's probably quite happy. Anyway, my event for the big game, and it's kind of tied in with the event that I had about the uh, Bengals game uh, in the uh, uh, just two weeks earlier. Eagles fans blaming the refs. It's the same situation. The e- the referees did not lose the Eagles that game. There'll be people out there that argue that they do, but just like. The, the referee didn't lose the Bengals their game. The, the rest didn't lose the Eagles, uh, the Eagles the game this time round. And that is because the Eagles lost the game for them. We have talked about the uh, the uh, the Nick Bolton touchdown. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts had an incredible game. He dropped the, he dropped he fumbled that ball with no pressure on, well very little pressure on him. No one was actually touching him at the time. That went for a touchdown. That was the difference. Quez Watkins drops a huge pass that's probably going to be. Could be a touchdown or could, or at least a very, very long completion. Uh, they also gave up a massive punt return to Kadarius Tony. That's why they lost the game. And yes, it's a bit of a ticky-tacky call. And it's a bit of a shame that we didn't get the opportunity for that game to uh, culminate in a in a spectacular finish. But the reality is, it was it was the right call, if you're going by the uh, letter of the law. And uh, James Bradbury even owned up to it. But I just... Want to have it out there? It is not the refs that lost the Eagles the game. The Eagles lost themselves the game. Now, Tebs, you watched the fourth quarter, right? What did you make of that refereeing call? And do you think the refs, oh. the Eagles, the game? Well, I think the, the the primary problem you've got to deal with is that Eagles fans, by pure definition of being Eagles fans, are pieces of shit. Um, so. Like Eagles fans, they just are. Like, in, like Bills fans are funny, but they've got some level of class. Philadelphia Eagles fans are the same level of bonkers, but they've got no class. So that's number one. Uh, was it holding? Yes. Like, there's there's nothing that could be said if the player after the game literally goes, <laughs> "Yes, it was holding. I just hoped they didn't see it." 
there's no more there's no there's nothing else to to say it's if the player himself has said you know no it was yeah that's it the 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 uh the, the conversation's over with and like the refs aren't to blame like you thought you could get away with a hold in the fourth quarter of the super bowl no no i barely get away with holding uh on div two uni ball Brit- british university football like it's not that's not the place and time to do it. I know you got to like try, um, but yeah. Case closed. Dan, what do you think? Uh, you're right. It wasn't the ref's fault, but I think the frustrating bit for all football fans is that was the only holding or DPI call in the entire game. Yeah. You yeah. cannot tell me that that was the worst holding on any play in that football game. And throughout the playoffs, we've consistently seen those not called. So I think that's the frustrating bit, is the lack of consistency. In a regular season game, that's called all day, every day, and no one, like everyone just goes, ah, oh, dumbass, it was holding, obviously. Mm-hmm. The problem is the refs program to not call it in the playoffs. So when they do, everyone gets a bit surprised because they haven't called it for the last two games. So I think the lack of consistency is a problem. They didn't cost the Eagles the game. The Eagles scoring 11 points cost them the game and giving up only the second 10-point deficit at halftime in Super Bowl history. Like, that cost them the game. Um, The the, the ref shouldn't get away with it, though. They had a bad game. That was not the most egregious hold in the game, but it's the only one they called, which is Mm -hmm. why people get upset by it. It goes back to the the season-long issue that we've had that we've brought up countless times on this podcast. The refereeing standards are poor. It's a reminder back to what you said in one of the first episodes that we had you on, Dan. They're not professional full-time refs. It is a joke. When you get stuff like this, that I know we're talking about this not affecting, uh, this not being the reason the Eagles lost, but still, this is the epitome of the of uh, of NFL. This is the uh, the culmination of the whole season. We do not want to be talking about the refs, and they do need to sort it out. Um, so yeah, Eagles are to blame, not the refs. But nonetheless, we're not happy with the refs anyway. Uh, Tebs, over to you. What are you venting about from the Super Bowl? Well, when I looked at my good friend Patrick Power, what a guy! <laughs> there were some spicy. There were some spicy choices he was giving to me in regards to uh, the sack, the the D line, the linebackers of. The Philadelphia Eagles, and I looked. I looked. I went. You know what? This is some safe money. This is some safe money. They're gonna get a sack. They like. And I was lucky for some reason. I jumped. I jumped at the chance they had. What's the sack total for the Eagles? Plus two and a half. Two and a half? Are you joking? Yeah, I'll take. I'll have it. It's mine. I'll have that all day. To my dismay and displeasure, not one. Not one. Not a hey, single told, one. Who told you that was going to happen before? Who uh, who prophesied that this was going to happen? Dan, uh, care to chip in here? Your prediction? No. I. Okay. Um, the thing that annoys me, and we're going to talk about this anyway, but the field had such a big impact on this game. Mm. Yeah. Because the... The Eagles D line actually got pressure on Patrick Mahomes like 30% of the time, which is yeah. not 
abnormal for them. But there were so many times, particularly going back and watching, I, I watched the All-22 of this, and the number of times a pass rusher got around the tackle and slipped as they were turning the corner. And yeah. there were bodies all over the place for him to just step up and through. Mm-hmm. It's not the reason, because it's the same field for both teams, but a bad field does impact pass rush. And yeah. it had a huge impact on the game. I mean, there was one play where you had both defensive ends beating the tackles. And they both, both won their in, one-on-ones and they both fell over. And they both fell over, yeah. Uh, sorry, Tebs, I cut you off then. I was just alluding to the fact that uh, Dan had made a prediction that no sacks would be recorded in the whole game. Granted, he was helped out by the field, but uh, that might have influenced your bet. Anyway, I cut you off halfway through. Please do continue getting that off your chest. <laughs> no, that, no, but that's it. It's like just just one. Like, I would have won money if you made one. Like, okay, you're not going to get three. Fine, you should have got three. But not one. Not one. Uh, it, I just again, I'm just. I just wasn't very happy. I was very surprised. I was disappointed, sickened, horrid, horrified. Um, that's it. Like that's my one takeaway. I've just, I just can't believe that it didn't transpire like that. And it left you. It left. The, it stung the pockets, did it? Yeah, because like that was like that was the one that I I looked at and went, yes. The, it, was, it was the first. It was the first quarterback to be sacked was Patrick Mahomes. I was like, it, yeah. Like I put I put in good money on that. Did it happen? Negative. And uh, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even bet on the halftime show either. Terrible. Hey, what did we think of the halftime show? I thought it was great. Any thought? Uh, t- t- <laughs> Tebs just that you didn't say anything. No thoughts? Unlikey. What do you want me to say it? Do you like the did you like the halftime show? <laughs> I didn't watch it. Oh shit, yeah. Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> yeah, I kind of walked myself into that one. Uh yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't, really I don't like saying on this NFL podcast that I didn't but I didn't watch the full Super Bowl, but I didn't. <laughs> you didn't even go back and watch the halftime show. God, you really do want to punish yourself. I've never done that. Have you not? No. Okay, well, homework. In fact, there's no point doing homework. But yeah, if you ever feel like you want to, if you ever feel like you want to be entertained, it was a good show. Would recommend checking well, it out. You, again, I don't like, I like, I don't like Rihanna that much. Don't check so it out. So I've got. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I thought it was a good show, and um, yeah, she has a lot of bangers. So, and you really realise that when you hear them back to back. Um, right then, boys, that's it. Super Bowl is over. The first season of games reviewed by the NFL Vent Zone podcast is a wrap. It was a quality, quality Super Bowl, and it was a good season as well. We look forward to seeing what oh, next no, it was a No, it was a shit season. You think? This, well, what, Tebs, the season that's just gone? Tebs, save it. We're gonna, we'll talk about, we'll talk about <laughs> how shit the season was in. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of content to, to materialise over the... Uh, over the off season, so let's maybe save that one because uh, it could come in handy. Spot the salty dolphins fan in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, each fucking shit. Our season was fine. If you look across the board, sorry, Ollie. If you look across the board at the games that have the, the games this year, they were shit. There was a lot yeah. of shit football that was played. I mean, you think back oh. to the beginning of the season where we were talking about how offenses couldn't score any points. You might have. A point. Yeah. 
from a selfish perspective, the Seahawks season went about as well as we could expect. Yeah, yeah, well, that's because that's because you, that's because you we were expected to have the first round draft picked. Like, like your season was do. the best season yeah. you've probably ever had in your life. It couldn't have oh, gone much. Super that we won. Yeah. yeah, well, that was like ten years ago. So no one cares. When was yours, Tebs? When when was the last? Yeah, time great, mm, good oh. question. Good question. Before I was a glint in my father's eye, is when well, it was. Before we get, before we all fall out, let's just remind everyone that you're listening to the NFL Vent Zone, and uh, we've got an off season of fun ahead of us. And uh, no doubt, when Aaron Rodgers comes back and decides where he's going to go, someone's going to want to vent about it, and this is where you come to do that. Send us your vents, NFL Vent Zone at gmail.com. Or link it to us on social media and we'll get them on the show. Onwards and upwards. There's no football to talk about, but in reality, there's still a lot of fun to be had, especially around this time of year with the uh, combine soon and then the draft as well. So let's talk about some off-season storylines. Derek Carr, perhaps not a surprising cut, but nevertheless, Raiders fans, I feel have got to be a bit disappointed that they lose a starting quarterback and they don't get a single juicy draft pick for it. So Derek Derek Carr unsurprisingly didn't feel that inclined to help out the Raiders franchise. He uh, said that he said no to um, uh, being traded anywhere. So he had to be cut before he was uh, promised a large paycheck. Now Raiders fans, are you absolutely gutted to see Derek Carr leave and not have a single draft pick for it? When draft picks are so valuable and starting quarterbacks are so valuable, to me, it's got to hurt. Dan, what do you think? I completely agree. Um, the Raiders botched this badly, in my opinion. And I really hope they have a good answer at quarterback because the guy they just let walk away is certainly average to slightly better than average starting quarterback in the NFL. And letting that just walk away is so so hard to watch as a fan mm. when you think about how many qbs are picked in the draft you know even in the top five that fail it's like one in two and that doesn't mean that that one that doesn't fail becomes the top five top 10 qb that just means they're a starter in the league for more than four mm. years the guy that just let walk for nothing is a good starter in this league and has a lot of interest from a lot of people and the raiders are fools for letting him go yeah well to to your point um the uh the quarterback index written by greg rosenthal who is one of the, the people i trust the most for footballing opinions other than dan and tebs of course uh he they greg had um Derek carr ranked as the 10th best quarterback in the quarterback index in 2021 and the 12th in 2020 now he had a little bit of a down year this year um Mark Sessler took over, and I believe he put him at 23. But two years in a row, he was 10th and 12th. That is not uh, that is hard to achieve. That is, as in, for a franchise to get a quarterback of that standard, there are many that would snap your hand off that. Um, Tebs, does that surprise you that he was actually ranked that highly? I mean, in 2021, a top 10 uh, quarterback. And uh, would you be sad to see him leaving? I feel like you're going to have a strong opinion on this for some reason. Uh, no, I, w- I, w- I would be. Like, it's it, it sort of goes back to what Dan was saying. Like, it's difficult to find a quarterback that can, you know, do their job effectively more than, you know, 51% of the time. 
And Derek Carr was that, you know, I don't like the Raiders. Um, and I, you know, like Derek Carr isn't, you know, he's not amazing, but he's not like, for example, if you look at the Colts, they're like, they have a quarterback carousel that's been going on for a while. Derek Carr's that guy who you can have success with. Like there's, no reason that if a team was sort of fleshed out fully, sort of in the same way that the Bucks were before Tom Brady was there, they were a quarterback away. Like if Derek Carr went into a situation like that, there's no reason at all why um, he couldn't go far. Like I, it's a ridiculous decision, and you know the the Raiders are slowly becoming a joke of the league. To then also not get any draft picks for him is a madness, absolute yeah. madness. Yeah, well, they forced their own when, hand. When didn't you bear in mind that Carson Wentz got traded for effectively two thirds after he flamed out in Indian- Indianapolis, like he was dreadful for the Colts. Yeah, and Washington paid two third rounders to get him. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Derek Carr yeah. is a QB you can win a Super Bowl with. Yeah, put the right team around him, he can definitely win. So the next uh, question I mean, is... if if he was on the 49ers rather than Jimmy G, you'd have won a Super Bowl recently. It's a good point. It's a good point. So now the question is, boys, where is he going? Jets? I reckon Jets Jets seems the most likely, um, pending Aaron Rodgers. Any any <coughs> other options other than the, than the uh Saints. The Jets? You think the Saints. Tebs. I, I so, yeah. pers- personally I think I think the Jets, you know, truthfully, this is now this is gonna be a fucking shit take that I'm about to put here um i'd say that Derek carr as of as of 2023 would be a more dependable quarterback than aaron Rodgers. i would rather have Derek carr like if i was a jets fan i'd rather have Derek carr as it stands now than whatever the fuck aaron Rodgers is doing with his life you know um so I, well, they, i'm probably gonna say new york yeah i mean i, I saw something that uh Came out uh, just uh, just a, a meme, not a meme, but a uh, a quote that apparently someone at the Jets thinks that he can be a Hall of Famer if he goes there. So uh, they obviously think uh, they've obviously got high hopes for him. And maybe he could actually outperform uh, Rogers. I'm not going to say I'm going to agree. Well, yeah, I, I think their QB coach used to be his coach. Um, right. So they've got obviously the oh, yeah, OC yeah, yeah. used to be Aaron Rodgers' QB coach. I'm pretty sure the Jets' QB coach um, used to be Derek Carr's. So it wouldn't surprise me if he went there. And I think to Ted's point, if you get Aaron Rodgers, you get a year. You get two yeah. years, maybe. Like if you get Derek Carr, he's probably got five, six, seven good years left in the NFL. And with the talent that's around him at the Jets, if he went there, they could win. Yeah. Well, there we have it. Derek Carr, hopefully to the Jets as per the Event Zone podcast. Tebs, the uh, Bears. What are they going to do with their pick, and why are their fans uh, having a mad one? Well, this is the thing: the Bears somehow, like they were impressive this year in spurts, um, but they've managed to have the number one draft pick despite having, um, when he was unleashed, an absolute menace, an absolute menace in 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 fields. But there's rumours coming out of the Windy City that. They're going to trade him and get a quarterback with the first. Why? <laughs> why? I say why, but I don't think it's as dumb 
as other people think it is, to be honest. I don't think it's that dumb. You can get a first and a second for him, maybe, from a team that's desperate. Get yourself another QB and get yourself another round one. Okay, so Dan, do you have a? Because uh, I, I will. Pl- I thought that you were both going to come out and uh, be strongly that it was a bad idea, which I agree with. I think they should definitely keep him. But I was going to play devil's advocate. So, Dan, do you agree or uh, disagree with Tebs? And then with I my with my fans hat on, as a Bears fan, I would be devastated if they traded him. With my coaches slash team builder hat on. Trade him. Absolutely trade him. Unless unless someone is going to sell you the absolute farm for the number one overall pick. Yes. If you can get three firsts for the number one overall pick, which is what San Francisco gave up to move to two not too long ago, then absolutely take it. Because you had a QB that played really well last year and you won four games. That tells me that your roster is crap and you need help everywhere. So whatever you do, you have to be looking for what's going to make the most sense draft pick wise. If you can get rid of him for two firsts, take it and draft the number one overall quarterback. If you can get three firsts for the number one overall pick, keep him and get those three firsts. Yeah. Whatever you can get more for, do that. The other thing is, they have lots of cap space this year, but he's only got two years left on his contract. Yeah. So if you can get an extra two years of a young QB that doesn't cost very much by trading him away and taking them. Yeah. That, that's okay. out again. But from a fan's perspective, my God, I'm upset. Yeah. I mean, I, the, um, the frustrating thing is, because you've actually both uh, said, said points that I didn't think were, were coming, but I'm going to just pile in with what what I was what I spotted. So he completed uh, 2,240 yards in 15 games, right? So for context, in the same amount of games, Russell Wilson threw for 3,524 yards, which is 1,284 yards more. So as a passer, those numbers are bad. And he he completed seven. He had seventeen touchdowns for eleven interceptions. Those numbers they're, they're frankly shocking. He was ranked he was ranked uh, per ESPN. I can't get PFF numbers, so per ESPN he was actually around the same as Russell Wilson. So he had a bad year according to the stats. Where he was spectacular is running the ball. We've not seen that like to that even. Well, I mean, we've seen incredible running quarterbacks, but the way he was doing it was was next level. So th- then the question is. Is that actually sustainable? He's not a massive guy, and like if he if he relies on his running more than more than other, like if you look at Jalen Hurts, like he relies on running. Well, he doesn't rely on running. That's an asset of his game, but he can throw the ball really, really well. Justin Fields, two thousand two hundred forty yards completion. I know he's got no wide receivers, but that is a concern. And uh, if he is going to get injured every year, maybe you capitalize on the hype and you do get rid of him. Yeah, but every, yeah, and also anyone can get injured like at any point. Yeah, but running, but when a you look at running quarterbacks, look at Lamar Jackson. He's constantly he hasn't successfully made it to the end of a season in a few years. Like it's, and I guess that's why it's so challenging when you think about valuing these players. It's like he is super exciting, 
And I'm not saying they should trade him. I'm kind of just making the case for why it might be a good idea. Because if you can get a whole... And, and like Dan was pointing out, the money is a big factor here because the reason that rookie quarterbacks are so valuable is because you can then stack out the roster everywhere. And if you've got a good quarterback on a rookie contract, then you, your Super Bowl window is 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 a fantastic window. They're nowhere near having a Super Bowl window. So it's like, <clears throat> what's the point of having a good quarterback? So that's the, that's one case. <laughs> the thing I will say to the got... guy is, who the, who the fuck is he supposed to throw the ball to? Like, come on. Chase Claypool, man. Yeah, exactly. Maple Trump. The Steelers don't want. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, get cut. Get cut from the Steelers, nerd. But yeah. Yeah, again, I sort I get what you I get what you're saying, but like again, if I'm playing Madden, I've got him like complete real life situation. I'm gonna do exactly what Dan said. I'm gonna see where I can get the most capital from. You know? Because it's this isn't gonna be something that is gonna take a single year for the Bears to fix. It's gonna take a couple of years before they can turn around and say, Well, we can make a push again. Yeah, so we are, if we were the Bears front office, we've got a plan. We know what we're doing. We're just getting as much value as possible because, let's be honest, we're in a build. Right, who's not in a build? The Broncos, we we think, kind of. Dan, over to our favourite team in the league. So, um, as you know, regular listeners will know, I've been quite harsh on the Broncos this year and I've really enjoyed it as a Seahawks fan because they've been terrible, they've been dysfunctional, and we're getting a top five pick because of it. So thank you, Broncos. This is going to be my last event about you, taking the piss out of your organisation, because you've been a shit show. Okay, just before, just wanted to let say that straight. However, the Broncos are a shit show again. So um, firstly, they got Sean Payton, which is a great outcome. He was their third choice. That's a problem. They couldn't get their first choice, which is D'Amico Ryans, because he didn't want to go there. He'd rather be at Houston, the most dysfunctional team we've seen in the league for the last five years. He'd rather go there than go to the Broncos. Where coaches last one year. Now, admittedly, he's played for them, but still, on paper, that's not a good, like, not a good coaching place to go. They couldn't. They couldn't get Harbaugh out of Michigan. They tried. Greg Penner flew to Michigan to try and get him and still couldn't get him. Greg Penner doesn't fly anywhere to go and see anybody. They fly to him. So their third choice was to get Sean Payton. It's going to end up well because Sean Payton's awesome. But the thing that I laughed at a lot was in his interview when someone asked him, are you going to let Russell Wilson keep an office on site? And are his coaching, his personal coaches going to be allowed to be at the facility like they have been all year? And he, A, didn't know that was happening. And B, was immediately like, no, they're fucking not going to be here. And no, he's not going to get an office. He's a player. He'll do what I tell him to. He has taken this job despite the quarterback. Knowing that if he sucks this year, they can cut him and they can do something else next year. Well, it says a lot about Nathaniel can't hack it, doesn't it? The fact that Peyton comes in and is straight away like, what? That's happening? That That's not okay. I mean, we we all know how 
the Nathaniel Hackett experience ended up and uh, maybe we're starting to see why. Uh, he clearly did not have full control and uh, full authority and uh, was maybe a little bit walked over there. Um, but yeah, definitely a surprise. We thought that the Broncos uh, head coaching position was going to be the hardest one to fill and that no one would want to go there. They get Sean Payton. They get the the most desirable name. Oh, granted, they have to give up more draft picks, but did not see that one coming. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, I imagine they are paying him a fortune. And they've said to him, you can have six years and we'll pay you 40, 50 million a year. And you get that entire time. If Russell Wilson sucks, get rid of him and do what you want. You have full control. Dreamy, <laughs> yeah. No one dreamy, else wanted the job. It's dreamy for Peyton because you're right. He can get rid of Russell Wilson next year. And uh, they got some uh, wealthy owners uh, to get some, to get what they whatever they need in. Uh, Tebs, do you see it ending well for uh, Peyton the Pen, the Peyton and Russell Wilson partnership? It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Because like as much as you know, I think Russell Wilson is overrated. It's not nice to see a quarterback go from sort of you know Hall of Fame status to genuinely being probably the laughing stock of the entire league. Yeah. Well um, said just based on how cringe he is as a human being. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it does go well, but I've got a feeling that Russell Wilson is too much of a superstar in his own head and Sean Payton's too um, too much of, you know, pen to paper, nose to the grindstone sort of person. And he's not going to let Russell Wilson simply um, coast on name value from years and years ago. Surely this no, year humbled I'll, him. I'd, you'd like to think so. Though, I would hope so. And you really want to see Russell Wilson succeed now. Now that we've got yeah. our draft picks, I want him to do well. And the only well that, the way that's going to happen is if he listens to Peyton. Yeah. And I think he will look at what Sean Peyton did with a far less talented quarterback. No offence to Drew Brees, but he had far less physical gifts. And turned him into a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Russell Wilson will look at that and go, you're probably one of the three or four guys in the league I will listen to. So I fully expect him to have a much better year. I don't think we'll be talking about him as a top five quarterback ever again. I think that's done with his mobility gone. But Peyton will maximise what's left. And if you mm. look at the film last year, he should have played so much better. There was nothing physically wrong with him. He just wasn't seeing open guys. And Peyton will give him the confidence that you know, Tua got from McDaniel, for example, and make him go out there and believe that he can play a lot better and trust what he's seeing on the field. Yeah, I mean, we this season we've had uh, the trash can section, which has been the Broncos and the Raiders um, fully repping the AFC West all the way through the year. And I must admit, it is hard to see, uh, it's hard to imagine that we are doing the same thing with the Broncos uh, next season. Now, the Raiders, different story. I'm sure we will be talking about them lots and lots in the vent zone uh, next season. But that is just something we'll have to look forward to. Uh, right, we're going to leave it there. We're going to talk about locks, but we'll wait for Chris uh, for that one. Producer Cash to help us out with that one. And uh, I look forward to rubbing that in the boys' face. Um, but... For now, we will leave it there. If you have something to vent about, you know where to send it. NFLventzone at gmail.com. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Tebs. We will see you all next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.